Hey, hurlers. Have you ever dreamed of owning your own small business so you'd have more freedom with your homeschooling? Well, on this episode, I'm sitting down with one of you. That's right, a hurler called in with this question, and we're going to talk about small business ownership and homeschooling. But as far as teaching opportunities, really, uh, I'm hoping that that our kids will see uh, just a level of responsibility in my vocation as a business owner that I really take it seriously and um, and understanding that, that I'm serving people in my business, but that also allows me to provide for my family. And I hope my kids are able to catch that and see that, that uh, you know, I'm, I'm not just uh, dialing it in every day, but that I'm really working, you know, with all my heart and, and caring about what I do. On this episode, we are talking about the pros and the cons of owning a small business and homeschooling. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. To go. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Hey, we're sitting down in the studio. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. Welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life. To go. This week, we're answering a question from one of our listeners again, and I'm actually going to hop on the telephone with Derek Anderson to talk about homeschooling and small business. Kind of a cool topic. Very cool topic, yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners probably are either working on some sort of a small business project because that autonomy is great, or they are in the thick of running a business and homeschool. We want to talk about the benefits of homeschooling when you own a small business, but also some of the drawbacks. And that was the fun of bringing Derek on the podcast because he wrote into us. This was this was all listener driven. He contacted us and suggested this topic and we kind of ran with it. And the farther we ran with it, the more we realized he's the guy we should have on as our guest. <laughs> so I just want to throw that out there. If you're a listener to the Homeschooling Real Life podcast and you think I have a topic and I'd like to talk about it. Yeah. You know what? Float that idea past us. They can do that just by going on the web at uh, homeschoolingirl.com and suggest a topic under the contact us link. Yep. Or Facebook or Twitter, however you want to reach out to us. And you may end up on the podcast with us. Ooh, it shall be your 15, what is it? 15 minutes of fame? 15 seconds. 15 you se- have about 15 seconds of yeah. fame with us. <laughs> it's, fame with us is measured in seconds. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much right. <laughs> um, so, yes, we have a, a really good conversation with him, so let's just get started. All right, so I'm excited to be on the phone. This time I'm on the literal phone uh, with uh, Derek Anderson. And Derek, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Hey, I'd like to talk to you about the emails you sent, and we had a little back and forth uh, there to get going, but uh, thanks for being on the line. But let's talk about small business ownership and homeschooling, because I think there's a lot of homeschoolers out there 
that might you know hear you and me talk about owning small business owning small businesses and being able to homeschool and th- there might be some jealousy there and I'd love to address maybe some of the um, benefits, but also um, open the so so we'll brag for a little bit about the benefits, <laughs> and then we'll uh, we'll come back with maybe just having people have their eyes open. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and the business you're into with your family? You bet. Um, well, my wife and I have been married for uh, over 17 years, and we live in suburban Kansas City. And I own a company. Uh, it's called the Green Van Dry Cleaning, and it's a dry cleaning company with pickup and delivery service, uh, basically anything you'd take to a dry cleaner uh, or laundromat, uh, including wash and fold, and we, we pick up and deliver for our customers. So uh, it's kind of a, a neat little business, and we started from scratch uh, 12 years ago from nothing, and I had a real job at the time, and, and uh, we were just, uh, we had a brand new family uh, with one kid, and now we, uh, we have uh, four kids now. Uh, seventh grade down to kindergarten, and we are still running the business. It's my full-time job. Uh, my wife stays home, and she uh, is a, a homeschool mom. And so we kind of have that uh, that life that maybe some people talk about or think about. That's that's maybe the the dream life of, of a homeschool family where everything is integrated together. You know, uh, it's a mom and pop business. It's, it's a, a mom and pop school district as well, and and um, you know, it, it seems like seems like the greatest thing on earth, and there certainly are a lot of neat things to it. Now, a few of the perks we we were uh, talking in our emails about flexibility. Uh, what do you see as a perk there with flexibility? Well, uh, you know, certainly when when you own your own business, uh, you have that chance to create your own schedule, and uh, you know, you always. And I, I work from home; I have a home office. And so there's even double flexibility with that, or at least the perceived flexibility of, you know, I can, I can work when I want. Uh, if my kids have an activity during the day, oftentimes I'm able to rearrange my schedule to make it work for me to attend that. Or uh, more often is the case, to be honest, um, my wife will be taking the kids to an activity or something or a couple of our kids, and I'll have the ability to watch the others at home with, you know, one eye and the kids and the other eye on my business. And so that's the kind of thing where I, I don't have to run that past anybody. I can do that, um, you know, as, as long as my business allows it and, and I am able to plan for it. So there is a high level of flexibility in being able to do that. And that's a real neat thing. Yeah. And I, I like the ability to be able to ho- help with homeschooling. And then I've noticed even volunteering, you know, in community activities. Um, so, Hey, that's the first thing we'll brag about is flexibility. That is a good one. Um, this idea that you're the boss, um, no, you know, there's no needing to clear the schedules or check with the boss. Uh, have you enjoyed having that as well? You know, no question. I think that's the the kind of thing that you have to be cut out for. Um, and I don't say that in a bragging kind of way at all. Uh, but you have to be able to just decide and assume that you will be the one to make a decision that you can, and you can you know, think about your business and think about where you want it to go, and, and that's on your shoulders to do it. And I enjoy that. That was something that, you know, I want to teach my kids to personal responsibility, and, and that's always, you know, an interesting uh, type of discussion. But, but really, I, I am the boss of the business in one sense, and I guess, as you know, ultimately, 
I report to a lot of bosses, and it's our customers. They're the ones that decide if we're in business or not. And I think that's maybe a little bit of a misnomer, so maybe I'll, I'll park on that for a second, in that it's a great thing to be the boss, so to speak. But um, really, truly, you're, you're a servant leader, and you have to be, whether you work for yourself or if you have any employees, you're serving them, and you have to serve them. Uh, and by leading, you're serving them as well. And if you have customers, obviously to be in business, you, you're serving them, and, and it's a very, there's really nowhere to hide on that. And so if you can really understand that as the boss, you're the chief executive customer pleaser, um, then it's a lot of fun. And you really have the ability to make some neat things happen or, or you know, it's on your shoulders if it doesn't. Yeah, I know. Uh, even in my case, um, I I have a couple staff members in my dental office that will say something. Well, you're the boss, and I never feel like the term "boss" is great. You know, like the bossing around of of people um, and getting the idea that when I'm in the room with you know two or three staff members and a patient, there's four of us in the room, and the question always is who wins. Well, the patient always wins, or the customer always wins. Um, and unless, of course, it's an issue of um, surgery and I need to wrap things up, then I always tell the patient, you're going to lose for a few seconds because I need to win. I need to, <laughs> I need to finish this situation. Um, hey, you know, the last one we talked about, and um, this will be a good transitional, uh, is that of teaching opportunities. Um, because I have seen that um, that's one that a lot of people think like, oh, dad will take the kids to work and teach them how to do this. And and or or uh, when dad's at work, kids can be doing homeschooling right alongside them. And I I picture um, you know those old long uh, uh, pictures from homeschooling before, where the sons are all dressed up perfectly and the the daughters are just they look great and they're homeschooling alongside dad. Um, now I think that's great. Um, I think there's a lot of teaching opportunities, but mine happen mostly around the table and not with them along with me at my side, I'm a horrible homeschool dad when it comes to having my kids on site with me because I'm so focused on business or on my staff that I can't split. I'm just a typical guy. I don't split my time well in my mind. How's that worked for you? Well, I agree with you in that when we're in our different vocations or callings, you know, so one of my vocations is owning a business. Another one of my vocations is I'm a father. Another one of my vocations is I'm a homeschooling dad and I'm a husband. And whatever slice of the day that I'm in, uh, that's what, where my primary focus and attention is. And that's what, what I feel God's calling me to be doing at that moment. It isn't that I set those other vocations aside, but we all have more than one vocation, but we, we can't necessarily do them all at once with the same amount of intensity. And so, I mean, kind of to your point, I think we are... Um, neglecting our vocation as a business owner if if we're trying to, you know, homeschool or be a a teacher at that same time, you know, with with an equal focus. I don't think that's possible. And I think, honestly, that that takes away from, again, who, who are we serving at that point? Well, I'm primarily serving my customers during the day, and that's what my wife needs me to be doing. It's what my kids need to be doing, and it's what I want to do. Um, so I, I mean, I agree with you and also my employees, I'm serving my employees and I don't think it's fair for them, for them to simply just be object lessons 
for my kids. I want to treat them with the dignity that they deserve. Uh, but that being the case also, we do have the chance in our family to um, to teach our kids. And, you know, maybe there's an errand that I need to run for my business and, and one of my kids is done with, with school and they'll hop in the car with me and we'll go do that. And so it's, it's kind of teaching by being side by side in the front seat uh, and we'll talk about business. Or maybe if I've had... Maybe I'm interviewing for a, an employee, and we'll talk about that, you know, like you said, over the dinner table. And some of the things that I have a chance to see, because uh, a lot of times when I am when I am hiring, I hire drivers for my um, my routes. And so I hire uh, college students oftentimes. And, and so these are kids who are really not that much older than, than my children. And so we'll talk about that when it comes up. And, and it's been fun and insightful for me to see what the – what the talent pool is and, and to be able to share with my children what I'm seeing from the employees or employers side of the desk. Um, you know, one of the one of the questions I ask when I interview is, well, when did you first learn to work hard? And I'm always hoping that I can get a good answer out of uh, out of students who are looking to work for me. And I think about that and then I think about, well, am I teaching my kids to work hard? And how's How's that going? Varying degrees of success, I, I, I think. But, um, but as far as teaching opportunities, really, uh, I, I'm hoping that that our kids will see uh, just a level of responsibility in you know my vocation as a business owner that I really take it seriously and um, and understanding that that I'm serving people in my business, but that also allows me to provide for my family. And I hope my kids are able to catch that and see that. That uh, you know, I'm I'm not just uh, dialing it in every day, but that I'm really working, you know, with all my heart and and caring about what I do. So, what do you think of this episode so far? This is interesting. It's good yeah. stuff. It's great having these uh, guests, you know, kind of drive the conversation and having him wanted to call in and do this. Yeah, absolutely. Because the heart of homeschooling IRL is to help everybody out there and. When you have a question and we can help answer it, then great. Yeah. And even if you ask us the question and we make you answer it, that's kind right. of funny. That's <laughs> it's better sneaky. if we don't know the answer, so we're then half- we're dialoguing and that's great. So we're halfway through with this conversation with Derek right now. And when we get back, he and I are going to tackle some of the drawbacks of owning your own business and being in a homeschool family. And this is really the meat of it. This is what I think is great for some of our listeners who are thinking, I want to do this. I want to move out and live off the land. And <laughs> what were the ones? Live simple, separate, and deliberate. This we don't is, really live off the land. A, no, we don't at all. That's the thing. No, we live off other people's land yeah. when we go to the dairy and get milk <laughs> and we, buy we, our eggs. And we live off other people's mouths, really, is what we do. Yeah, that's this, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, we do. Yes. So um, we'll take a break. We'll come right back, and we'll get started with the drawbacks of running your own business and homeschooling. Hey, Kenj, you know, for many of the families that listen to our podcast, the choice to homeschool comes with a sacrifice. Oh, yeah, especially when we consider that there's a loss of income as mom or dad dedicates their time to educating kids. So making ends meet can become a difficult task. Yeah, and that's why I'm really excited about our newest sponsor, Mom CEO. Mom CEO is a tried and tested home-based business opportunity for moms like you, dedicated to your family's needs while hoping to supplement income from month to month. 
We heard about Mom CEO from one of our faithful listeners who is doing just that. Now, this listener, she's a pastor's wife who homeschools her children and helps with the family income. And here's the best part. She does it all from home. You can actually earn a full-time income in your part-time. There's no overhead, no selling, and best part, no party planning. Let's make this really easy for our listeners. Go to momceo.com watch their intro video, and just check out and see if it's a good fit for you and your family. Mom CEO, reclaim your life with a business you own. This is Abby, and you're listening to my dad and mom, Fletch and Kenj, on Homeschooling IRL. Okay, so let's pick up the conversation where we left off. Derek and I were just getting ready to discuss some of the drawbacks of owning a small business and homeschooling. I I want to talk to those homeschooling families out there that are, you know, maybe they're they're thinking of it would just be better if I could quit my job and work for myself from home. Let's share just three or maybe two or three little drawbacks that or not drawbacks, but things that we've seen that have definitely played into it. And let's start with the big one. Everybody wants to talk about money. Um, as a as a self-employed businessman myself, I'm a dentist. And if I stop working, if I stop doing dentistry, um, my business comes to a halt. So I have a few employees that can continue working, but the the gist of my business comes to a halt when I'm not there. I like to think of myself as the engine of the train. If we take that engine away, the train is just sitting on the the um, rails. So there's no uh, income generation there. And I've never known anything uh, such as a paid vacation. Uh, Any thoughts on that? Well, um, agreed on all points. And, you know, one thing I would say, especially as people think about wanting to start up a business, uh, I've had these conversations through the years with folks, and they'll have an idea and, you know, just maybe, you know, a back-of-the-envelope kind of business model or structure. And everything works on that just fine, except, you know, I'll ask the question, say, well, how are you going to generate that top line? So what are you going to do to actually get revenue? Because, I mean, we're just talking cold, hard facts now, Fletch. Without revenue, nothing in your business works. And on the other flip side, if you have revenue, every other, no one has ever written a business plan on paper that doesn't work. But it's all dependent upon somebody else deciding that they like that enough to spend money with you. And that's the, just the cold, hard truth of it that I would just tell somebody, do you, are you really, really convinced? And do you know how, or how, how convinced are you that not only is your business idea a good idea or you're confident in your ability to do it, but does the market agree with that? And I know this is sounding more like a you know business class than a homeschool class, uh, but um, that's just so important. And, and the other thing on the money is uh, every expense is going to get paid first before you receive a dime. And that's just the way it's going to be. And there's going to be uh, some months when there's money left over and, and your family can uh, go out to dinner a couple extra times. And there are going to be other months that happen or, or seasons where you've got to tighten the belt and everybody else gets paid except you. You're last in line. And you'd like to think it wouldn't be that way, but there really isn't a choice. And so you just have to really decide if you think that it's the fast track to getting rich, 
I don't think that it is. It, it's a lifestyle, and it can be a great lifestyle, but it's a lot longer and harder than people would ever think that it is to uh, to do that. So, And I'm not trying to be a wet blanket at all. I mean, I'm doing it by choice, and I love it, but I think you need to go into it financially with your eyes wide open. Yeah, that is... Uh... I you know I kind of wish I would have talked to you before I went into business, Derek. That would have been great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, then you wouldn't be a dentist, and then you wouldn't be helping the good folks in your part of the world. So I don't I don't know about that. Um, the the second thing we talked about, and I really liked what you had to say here uh, when you wrote in, was the idea of being in business for yourself because it's defined as being yourself. Is that there's some isolation there now? since we're talking about homeschooling and small business ownership, that's double isolation because uh, if it's the kind of the classic model that we all picture that the dad is running the business and he's kind of out here by himself and mom is home with the kids, she's, she's there by herself. Uh, let's just talk about that, about the isolation of it all. Well, that's just a reality. And it, it, you, you have to fight against that and recognize it for what it is. When you own a business, uh, you don't have any peers in your company, and th- so there's no, you know, office camaraderie uh, like you might experience, you know, working for a company, um, even a you know a small company or a large company. You don't have any of that. You stand alone, and you have to be prepared to stand alone. And you, you're the guy that can ultimately determine the fate of everyone else's job who works for you. So you're not peers with them, and and you don't ever. You, you want to treat them with the utmost kindness and respect, but your employees, they, they work for you. And so there, there is a level of isolation in that, and uh, you, you work for yourself. And, and sometimes it is by yourself, and, and the decisions that you make, especially in a small business, oftentimes you're the one making them. Uh, you don't have the benefit of, of um, you know, an, an executive board to, to run things by uh, and kind of share the battle stories. And so that's a, that's a lifestyle. And, you know, you have to understand that going in, uh, that your time is, is very valuable because you have to make the most of it to, to keep your business running and successful. And then when you combine that with, with homeschool, Homeschooling can be an isolated activity. I mean, let's face it, it's quite possible for your family to never leave the house um, for a day or even several days with very little contact with the outside world. I don't personally think that's healthy in either sense, both for business or for homeschool, but you have to recognize that up front and then just decide that you're going to push against that and find your community uh, obviously in the homeschool side, and my wife is really good about that, and our kids, um, boy, they they are not lacking for for fellowship with, with kids, uh, you know, outside the four walls of our house. But as a business owner, you also have to decide that that's going to be a priority, and, you know, whether it's setting up some lunches with some, some other friends or reaching out in trade associations. Uh, one thing I've done even across the country is, is develop friendships with folks that I've never seen before, but just uh, peers. And I'll call them or text them and, and have some camaraderie that way. But it's very, very easy to just get kind of buried in, in the middle of your work and, and of your life and, and not come up for air. And you're not, you're not rubbing shoulders with people like uh, 
like your neighbors do, quite frankly. Yeah, now that's um, something I've seen, ex- you know, over and over again um, with homeschoolers, and that's you know something we're going to talk a lot about on homeschooling in real life over the the length of this podcast. But it's the idea of community, and you hit the nail on the head. Um, whether it's creating a community within your homeschool or within your your church or within just just anything. God has called us to live in community, and I don't think it's a stretch, uh, theologically even, to say in the business sense. Um, there are reasons we want to be working alongside one another for, well, for encouragement and then for accountability as well. Um, totally agree with that. Yeah. Now, this idea that we talked about also is that um, whether it's a small business you're running or your homeschool, it begins and it ends with you. So, so as Harry S. Truman said, you know, the buck stops here. Um, that's a truth that I have to live with every single day. And I think, um, that's good for our listeners to hear is that, um, whether it's your name on the sign, like mine is quite literally the name of my business is me. Um, or, or, you own the business and you're you're the CEO. I mean, the buck is going to stop with you every time. So the complaint department that comes to you, uh, as well as the you know the five stars on Yelp or the four stars, however many Yelp is, uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it's going to come uh, to you. And is that you're seeing that play out as well? Well, no question. And you, you know, I guess what I would say is, you know, hopefully, as we think about this from from a homeschool perspective, we're trying to raise our kids to to take responsibility for the things in their life. And you know, we see that whether it's their their academics or or the activities that they're in or their relationships, uh, to to not you know, in in your words, you know, pass the buck. But you know, we don't. There really is no other way to look at it, both from a homeschool perspective and from a business perspective. And I think there's a lot of joy in that because uh, we do have the chance to see the fruits of our labors and uh, to see the, the benefit of that. And that's, that's exciting and that's encouraging. Um, it can also be discouraging because there is no one to blame. I mean, whether it's something just as simple as you don't have a good internet connection for your business or your phone line isn't working, there's no IT department to call. You you either fix it or you call and spend money to have someone fix it, but it is ultimately, you know, this, the business owner's responsibility. And then, you know, that's such a parallel. Like you say, on the homeschool side, you know, if uh, if assignments don't get done or, or you know, we don't get the, uh, get the work for the week checked off and, and corrected, well, there's no one else to blame. It's, it's right on us. And and, and I think the the thing that we can we can do at that point in time that, that's that's scary, you know, when things go really well, we we get a chance to pat ourselves in the on the back, and or when things go really bad, you know, maybe it's woes me, and you know, I think that unfortunately causes us to shift our 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 focus and and uh, and and take our eyes off the Lord, who's really the one who does sustain us, and. And that's one thing that, that I think in a small business, you know, we, we just sometimes forget that, you know, yeah, the buck does stop with me, but truly, you know, it's, uh, if the cattle on a thousand hills are, are the Lord's, well, well, my business is his too. And our kids, they're the Lord's also. 
and our homeschool is the Lord's. And it's really easy to um, to just take all of the weight under our own shoulders and, and forget that we have a, a kind and loving God who's caring about us and who cares about every detail of our lives, including our, our, our business and our monthly P&L and uh, our kids and how, you know, how their assignments came out that week. Hey, that is a great final thought. I mean, that is uh, hopefully something that people are going to hear over and over again uh, from us. Um, but we like to use another term. If you've listened to the podcast long enough, we keep. I know about... it. I know what it's going to be, but <laughs> what, what's it? What is it? I uh, I'll take hope shifting for one hundred. Yeah, see, bing, 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 bing. Yes, that's it. Uh, you know, because I think of that every day. Like you know, we wake up and I go into work and. We live by a, a moniker that says it's always something. And yep. when I yeah. come home, yeah, Kendra too. says, yes. she That's says, literally. hey. So it's literally what we say, yes. I, I say it. I'll, I'll say it to my staff in the morning. I say, you know what? It's always something. And now they say it back to me. Um, but if when you're living with the fact that your hope is in Christ, uh, that's, that's always going to be um, – you know, our end of the day. We might start off thinking it's about us, but by the end of the day, uh, one of the two of us is going to be telling each other, hey, don't forget, you're putting your hope in the wrong place. Um, so, Derek, I want to thank you for being on the show today. If our listeners are interested in finding out more about you and your business, it's the Green Van Dry Cleaning, and that's located in Kansas City, Kansas, or at least in those areas there. Yes, in Overland Park, Kansas, which is a suburb of Kansas City on the Kansas side of the state line. And if you're interested, you can always visit my website. Just type in the Green Van Dry Cleaning on Google, and you'll find us. And uh, we have a Facebook site, too, and it's facebook.com slash thegreenvan. Well, hey, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Fletch and Kendra. God bless you. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Derek. And Fletch and I really hope that you guys are enjoying these little homeschooling in real life to-go podcasts. Yeah, and if you want to be a part of it, like we've said from the beginning, just send in a question or contact us or reach out to us. And with that in mind, we want to remind you of a few things we're going to be doing this year. We're going to be speaking in the end of March in Nashville, and we would love to have our homeschooling in real life army show up to support us. Hurlers. Yeah. That's at uh, Nashville at the Teach Them Diligently Homeschool Conference. And what are the dates, Kench? That's March 18th through 21st. And seriously, you guys, we don't be shy. Like, find us and, you know, introduce yourselves. We really want to put faces to names. Yeah, and Kendra's going to be speaking a bunch of times. You can You can listen to her. You'll find me in the back of the room. I'm the one that's always kind of like making sure the doors are shut and that the air <laughs> conditioner's on and stuff like that. But um, can we're, you fetch me chocolate? <laughs> we're gonna be. <laughs> you're just, <that's> so <laughs> Fletch, uh, go get me ice cream. Hello, <laughs> conference boy. <laughs> Hitherto and henceforth. Oh, out. I like this arrangement. <laughs> yeah. And then we're gonna be speaking together. We're gonna be talking about marriage in real life. Yeah, how hard times make a marriage better. And we're really excited to do that one. So you know what? Show up. If you're anywhere near Nashville, come on down to the, I always get this wrong, the Grand Old Opryland Hotel. I forget what it's called. The sure. Op- Opryland. 
It's <laughs> okay. like a, this huge, huge place inside of a huge building. Yeah. But why don't you join us and come hang out? It's and like 45 Costco's or something. It is, And you, you know what? We'll have coffee <laughs> together. You can have coffee with Fletch. Yeah, it's let's like, do it. That'd be fun. Have coffee with Fletch. We'll have a little sit down. We'll have some coffee together. There's a frozen yogurt place in there. We can go get yogurt. There, it's like, a, you know, the city we live in here in the Central Valley yeah. could fit inside that hotel totally that's how small the town we live in yeah. here in, in central <laughs> or California. how big that building is yeah so you know what reach out to us let us know whether you can can do that we'll be um you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash homeschooling irl uh you can tweet to us we love to tweet back it's at homeschool irl and uh other than that you know just find us there physically you can come <laughs> down and tackle us and and we'll be traveling with a few of our kids so you can see whether we are really truthful by I think two daughters are going with us two on this Two beautiful trip. daughters. Yeah, and you'll get to see home. You'll get to you see homeschooling them, in real life. Are your parents really cool? And they'll say no. No. That's <laughs> not what you're going to ask them. No. Like, are they really as dorky as they sound on the radio? So, And they will say yes. Yeah, <laughs> they sure are. So, hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. This is Derek Anderson. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on the show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them on iTunes.